Welcome to the first episode of Let's Speak English. Thank you for joining me today. I'm having a cup of tea as we speak. It's January of 2022 and I just moved to my new home. My dog, Chestnut, is next to me. I feel happy and I'm really excited to have you here. Before we get into today's topic, I'd like to tell you why am I creating this podcast? What is the reason behind it? First of all, it was one of my New Year's resolutions. I've been wanting to create a podcast for a while now because I found out it is really useful for acquiring a language. And you may be wondering, what is acquiring a language? What is this fancy word that you are using? Well, we'll talk about it later in this episode. You know, I've been learning French for about a year or so, and I found this great podcast called Inner French. Hi, Hugo. Bonjour à tous. This podcast has helped me to improve my French so much that since the first time I listened to it, I wanted to do my own for my English learning community. I literally listen to it every day while I work, while I drive, while I do my household course, you name it. But what is it? What is this new podcast? As Americans say, the struggle is real. I know the struggle. I mean, it's really hard for my students to find resources that are just made for them. Let me explain. Normally, for beginners, it's easy to find resources online. Literally, everything is for beginners, especially for free. First few levels of an app, what we learn at school, free books, audiobooks, you name it. This is also true for advanced levels. My students with an advanced level of English are able to understand 80% of the internet. All the news, movies, shows, social media, they are all in English. So this project is for learners that are just in the middle, not beginners, not advanced. They can't understand natives yet. So the internet has really few resources for people with an intermediate level of English to practice. There's plenty of material available for beginners. There are many books and exercises, but Let's be honest, we are tired of being taught the verb to be over and over again. Also, there's plenty of material for advanced English, literally the whole internet. But what about the people in the middle? The ones who can't really understand advanced English yet because they use complicated words. Or maybe because they speak too fast. But also they are not in a beginner level either. That's exactly the people I want to help. You. 
What I want to do with this podcast is create a resource that you can listen everywhere you go. Every week, we'll talk about a topic that I find interesting, like living abroad, American lifestyle, languages, societies, and of course, languages too. I hope you find these topics interesting and fun. So this won't be another boring English class, but a really fun one. Or at least I'll try, I promise. I'll do my best to speak as clear and slow as possible. I would also recommend you listen to this episode several times. Several times means two, three, and even four times. And take note of the new words that you learn. I also suggest that you read along. That way you can practice your pronunciation. You can find the transcript of today's episode for free on my website. If you happen to be here but you have no idea how you got here, let me introduce myself. My name is Andrea. I'm 28 years old. I was born in Caracas, Venezuela. So maybe you already noticed my accent. Let me tell you, my English is not perfect, but that doesn't stop me from communicating. I want you to know that even English teachers make mistakes. And it's okay. The most important thing here is not to be perfect, but to deliver a message, to communicate. So I'm sorry in advance if I make a little mistake here and there. I moved to the U.S. six years ago with my family. I live in Orlando, Florida, so yeah, I'm Mickey's neighbor. <laughs> Just kidding, but I do live really close from the Disney parks. We can talk more about that in another episode. Since I was a little child, my dream has been to travel to every country of this world and meet people from different cultures. I've always been interested in those topics. When I was in school, my favorite class was history. I loved learning about Russia and my teacher's traveling stories. I knew one day I'll be able to tell my own. When I was a little kid, I dreamed about having a house in Paris, New York, and Orlando. I wanted to have many houses in different cities of the world too. Also, I used to say that I wanted to own seven businesses. After I finished school, I moved to Canada to learn English. I moved to Toronto in September of 2009. As an exchange student, I was just 16 years old. And I loved it. It was one of the best years of my life. I went back to Caracas, Venezuela to pursue a bachelor's degree in international studies. International studies is a branch of political science. I studied about politics, economics, and law on a quote-unquote international level. While I was a student, my teacher told me, if you want to be successful in life, you need to know many languages. So I took those words really seriously. I tried learning Mandarin, which surprisingly, I was not bad at all. 
At least that's what my teacher used to tell me. Maybe she was just being nice. I would never know. So I chose to learn Mandarin because I thought it would be very useful for business, which I still think it is, but the problem is that I didn't have any connections with this language. I tried finding music and movies in Mandarin, but it was hard to find ways to practice this language in a way I enjoyed outside the class. I didn't know anyone besides my teacher that could speak this language, So I was able to learn the basics, but when we passed the pinging face and we started learning the real characters, I decided this was not for me. Something similar happened when I tried to learn French in 2010. I didn't have any connections with the language, I didn't know anyone speaking French around me, and I didn't find any music or any movie that I liked. So I quit when I got to the numbers. If you've ever tried to learn French, you know what I'm talking about. Saying number 90 is the most difficult thing ever. So I also quit. I wonder if the story will be different if I started learning those languages in 2022. Hmm. That's a good question. So, when I was in Canada, I had many Brazilian friends, and they showed me some Brazilian music. I started to get really interested in this language, a lot. I really love the way this language sounds, and the melody. I wanted to sing along to all of the songs, so I started looking for the lyrics. I tried to learn the songs. One day, after failing French and Mandarin, I decided that I wanted to learn Portuguese. But all of the courses that I found were in Portuguese from Portugal accent. But I wanted the Brazilian accent. That's the one I wanted because I wanted to understand the songs. And also, Brazil is a huge country next to Venezuela, so I thought one day it could be useful for business as well. I found a cultural program in the Brazilian embassy and... I love that this was not like the typical language class. Every time I went there, I felt like I left the country and I traveled to Brazil. All the teachers were Brazilians. They were so easygoing. They were all the time making jokes. We used to watch Brazilian movies, drink caipirinhas, watch soccer game. This was the time of the World Cup in Brazil of 2014. So there was always a party. I didn't feel that I was learning a language at all. It was second nature for me. I studied there for two and a half years and I finished all the levels. That's how I now speak Portuguese. I barely practiced my English in five years. So when I got to this new country, when I moved to the U.S., I had to start from scratch. Start from scratch means start from the beginning. The first thing I had to do when I moved here was finding a job. But wait, my English was not as good as I thought. So I have to find my own way to improve it. 
And after many years of trial and error, trial and error means making a lot of mistakes, I finally achieved the level of English that I needed at least to find a job. And that's how kind of ABC started. But that's also a story for another episode. Now I'm learning French since my boyfriend is from Paris. I was able to pick up my French right where I left it years ago. And I feel like I've tried it all. Online courses, Duolingo, podcast, everything. You name it. For me, French has been really hard. Even harder than English. But I kind of like it now. I feel a connection with the language and especially the culture. Something finally clicked. So we cannot say that languages is something natural in me. I've actually had to put a lot of effort in it. And I had to know myself enough to know what works for me. And now that I've been teaching for a while, I know what works for my students too. I know I have an auditory learning style. So music and podcast works great for me. I hope this brief introduction was useful. I know sometimes when we hear someone speaks four languages, we imagine someone just being so good at languages and wakes up one day knowing them all. But I'm sorry, it's not my case. I wanted to share my experience because it is real life. And I feel like you can relate to this. And I hope this podcast gives you the joy and confidence that you need to keep learning, to keep trying. One of the things that I've struggled the most in English was my pronunciation. That's why I've created a pronunciation workshop. The sounds of English. I teach you every single sound of English, starting from consonants to vowels and diphthongs. Enroll today using the code SPEAKING to get 80% off. Visit the link on the notes of this episode and use the code SPEAKING to get 80% off in your pronunciation classes. Start the year with the right foot. I love learning new things, but who has the time to really read nowadays? That's why I love podcasts and audiobooks, and that's why I love Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Try it for free using the link that I left on the notes of this episode. So you have one month to try Audible, my favorite way to learn. And remember, when you talk, 
you only repeat what you know. But when you listen, you may learn new things. The reason why I wanted to share my experience in learning languages is because in today's episode, I wanted to talk about how do we learn languages? How to make this process more natural? But before we get started, we need to understand what's the difference between mother tongue and a foreign language. Your mother tongue is the language that we learn when we are kids. We need this language to communicate with our parents. We need to send them messages like I'm cold, I'm hot, I'm hungry, I'm tired. And a foreign language is any other language that we do not speak in our home. Usually, we learn them at school. In order to understand better the way we learn languages, I want you to meet my friend Stephen Crescent. Who is Stephen Crescent? For some of you who may not know him, he is a professor in the University of Southern California. He is an American linguist. He developed a theory of second language acquisition. So his theory has five hypotheses. We'll go over each one of them so we can know exactly what his theory is all about. So his first theory, it's the main one. This is the most important theory. And in this theory, we learn the difference between acquisition and learning. Acquiring a language means to get a language. For example, when we are kids, we just get the language because we absorb the language, we live in this language, and we just are little sponge when we are kids, and we just acquire the language. Okay, I cannot say these words, so let's have Google say it. Intuitively. Thank you, Google. So we need this language to send messages so it's easier and effective. We are surrounded by this language when we are kids. It's just something unthought. It's natural. It's spontaneous. It's automatic. It's without thinking. It feels like if we are born with that. But no, it's just that we acquire the language. That's, that's the meaning, that we just get it. On the other hand, we have learning. Learning is a conscious process. Normally, when we are learning a language, we learn it at school. And we learn a lot of rules, a bunch of rules that are hard to use. Stephen Christian believes that the only way to learn a language is through acquisition. In my experience, I think it's really useful to have a natural approach to the language, to be surrounded by the language. But also for me, it's very important the cultural aspect of the language because we communicate based on the way that we behave and we think. So I think it's really important to understand the culture, the cultural context, in order to also learn 
the the language. I think that makes the process way easier. You need to become one of them. When I was learning Portuguese, for example, I was a Brazilian girl. So when you're learning this language, you become one more. And without knowing, without realizing, you start acting in a different way. Also, I don't think grammar is that bad. I actually think it's really useful. For example, when I was learning English, yes, I was immersed in the culture because I was living in Canada. All my friends, everywhere I go, it was in English. But also, I had some grammar classes that really helped me to understand the world I was living in. So, it is useful to learn some grammar, but it's not priority. The priority is to communicate. Little by little, once you start getting better in the language, you can improve it. The, the priority right now is just to communicate, not to just learn grammar rules. The second hypothesis of Stephen Krashen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Let me double check. Hypothesis. Hypothesis. I'm learning with you too. So, the second hypothesis, it's the monitor. He says that we all have a little voice in our head that it's making sure that we are not making mistakes. We all have a little editor in our head. We have a controller in our head. But when we are trying to learn a second language, we need to limit the job of this editor's voice. Because it's okay to make mistakes. Usually, when we are extroverted, we don't listen to this voice a lot. We just want to communicate. But when we are introverted, we listen to this voice a lot and we overthink and we want to speak perfectly, especially if it's another language. We are really shy to make mistakes. But we need to learn that making mistakes it's totally fine. We don't have to be perfect, especially if it's our second language. So we need to limit this little voice in our head that it's all the time controlling or editing everything that we are saying. In my case, the way I stop this voice, it's just understanding that the most important thing is just to talk and communicate and build bonds and relationships. And the other person, really, they appreciate you're making this huge effort to speak their language. It's okay. They really don't care about you speaking perfectly. They care about your message. They care about you and your intentions. The third hypothesis is the natural order. This hypothesis suggests that we acquire the rules of a language in a predictable order. For example, we learn some vocabulary first 
basic words we learn how to say hello and goodbye and then we learn about plural and then present and past and there's a specific way that we start adding tools to our toolbox i think the name already says it all there's a natural order or each language has an order where we learn it but i think it depends on your mother tongue because for example i learn Portuguese because I think it's very different to learn Portuguese with a Spanish background which they are two very similar languages than to learn Portuguese from English for example a, a native English speaker they try to learn Portuguese I'm sure it would be a different way they will learn it so yes there's a natural order and I totally agree with that but it just depends on your mother tongue as well. The next hypothesis, and it's my favorite one, it's the hypothesis of the input. We acquire a language in only one way, by understanding messages or by receiving comprehensible input. I think this is a very interesting theory because I've never thought about it, but it makes sense. We learn languages when we try to understand messages. We don't need to understand every single word. We can understand the language using the context, and that's enough to understand. That's why when you are trying to practice, your English or any other language that you are trying to learn, you need to find resources that you can understand. If it's too easy, then you won't learn anything. It needs to be difficult enough, hard enough, so you can use the context to understand the messages. Not the words, the messages. And there's many ways we can use the context to understand. We can have an explanation of the word. We can see images. We can use the dictionary to look the meaning in English. Understanding makes progress. Comprehension helps us to make progress. In this theory, Stephen Krashen, he says that speaking is not important. But I think everything is important. Trying to speak, trying to understand, it is essential to try to use the language. Even if it's really basic, it gives you confidence. And that's the next Point. The last hypothesis is the affective filter. You have more chances to learn a language if you are motivated, confident, you feel calm, you feel good, you enjoy this process. You enjoy the language, you enjoy the culture. You are more likely to be successful in a language if you enjoy it if you are motivated, if you are confident that you can do it, 
if you feel calm, relaxed, if you feel good. You have more chances to understand the language, to understand messages, to try to speak and to acquire the language if you have good feelings, if you have good emotions attached to this language and attached to the process. But if you feel stressed, sad, scared, all those negative feelings, they block the messages. So if you have a teacher, it is really important to have a good connection with them. So if you are in a course or if you are in a class, wherever you are learning this language, you need to feel good because that's really important. Find things that you really enjoy and find them in this language. Try every day to understand messages in English. In an atmosphere without stress. And remember that grammar is not the base of learning. Find things that are interesting for you, enjoyable for you. In my case, music is the way that I find to connect with the language. Try to read an article that it's very interesting in a topic that you love, that it's in English. Use this language to express yourself and communicate. Test what you've learned and trust yourself. What are your thoughts on Stephen Christian hypotheses? What do you think? If you need someone to listen to you, if you need someone to help you with your pronunciation, if you need someone to help you with speaking English, I'm going to leave my contact information down below so I can help you specifically. I really enjoyed recording the first episode of Let's Speak English. This is a new chapter in my life and I found this experience magical. Thank you for joining me today and I hope that this podcast was useful to understand the way that we learn languages. Please leave a review and a comment so we can make this project grow. Visit the notes of this episode because I'm gonna link my social media my email address, all my contact information so we can continue the talk. Thank you for being here today and we'll continue to speak English on the next episode. Thank you.